Amen. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and thanks for joining our youth conference call for today, Saturday, January the 30th. Um, I'm going to open us up with a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to get right into it. Um, Father God, we thank you for this time on today. We thank you for allowing us to gather to lift up your holy name. Father, we ask that you would bless our youth, continue to lead, guide them, and instruct them. Let each of us hear from them on today, Lord God, something that would stir up something in our soul and something that would encourage our hearts as well as their own. And we pray pray these blessings in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. So today, each one of our youth will be doing presentations, or those that volunteer will be doing um, presentations, and they'll come in their own way. Um, Our first presenter is going to be Brother Zion Doyle. Zion. Hello? We can hear you. You need a minute, brothers, and are you ready? All right, I'm ready. All right, so uh, I'll be reading uh, reading something called, uh, what is it? I can't even think of the name of it, a poem or something like that called Frustrated about Surrender. And it says, by the prayer, quicken me, Lord. You are surren- surrendering your will to God according to God's word. God is not pushy. God is not pushy. He is very patient. When we try to be the good religious person, we think we should be and fail. We get frustrated. Our patient Father in heaven will wait until we finally give up trying to do things on our own and turn fully to him. When we surrender to him, he is more than willing to finish what he started in you. God only works within his laws, and he is the only one who can keep them. The whole universe is governed by law laws that God has put in place. When we learn about the different laws, we can better understand God and how he works. For there is, for example, the law of the mind. God gave you a free will and will not violate your free will. Our prayer, quicken me, Lord, gives God the legal right to move on to our behalf and surely cause us to be Amen. Well, we thank Brother Zion for taking time out to um, participate today. He's at work, but he stepped out to make sure that he could support and do his part. So we thank God for him and his um, willingness to participate. Our next speaker is um, Brother Cross, and he's going to come in his own way. Today, I'll be reading a poem called Lord Quicken Me. Uh, Bible verses verses reveal instructions saying, Quicken thou me according to thy word. The word of God is given that we might learn God's will. Without God calling us first, we cannot know the living of God. If you love God, it's because he loved you. 1 John 4.19 If you if you are reading this page, God brought you here, you have been called. As you give God your free, he will work on your behalf. What does quicken me mean? 
in the Hebrew, it comes from the root kaya, to live, whether literally or figuratively, costively, to revive, keep, leave, make alive. Certainly give promise life, surely and behold. So from the Hebrew, when you ask the Lord to quicken me, you are asking God to make you alive, revive you, keep you alive, and certainly give the promise, surely behold. The prayer, Lord quicken me, is a prayer of agreement with no God. Wait, with God who says he will surely activate or cause to happen whatever the word says should happen. Amen. We thank Brother Cross for um, his reading on today as well. Um, our next presenter, um, if he's ready, we'd like to have Brother Ventrell come and um, in his own way. Um, hello? Living trail, and I've been reading a passage out of the Martin Luther King speech, and it says, "When the when the architects of our Republican wrote." The magnifying word, magnificent word of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing and promising notes of which every American was to inherit. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed and Un oh oh my bad. Yes, black men and as well as white men will be guaranteed the God given right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is obvious that America has defaulted on this promissory note in so far as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this scared oblig sacred obligation, American has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which which has came black market black market insufficient funds. But we refuse to believe that the Bank of Justice is bankrupt. We refuse to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great vault of opportunity of this nation. So we've come to cast this check, a check that will give us upon demand the riches of freedom and security of justice. Now is the time to make justice a re reality for all God's children. And the reason 
I picked this uh, passage out of the Martin Luther King speech because I think we all have opportunity to get a great education and great jobs and live peacefully and all have freedom. And I also think we all should live a great life with no racially and, and white people and black people should get along and come together and be friends and not dislike each other and show hatred to each other. That's it. Thank you so much, Brother Ventrell. That was an awesome presentation, and we definitely appreciate you um, and the way that you came in your own way. Some definitely some awesome key points from the Martin Luther King speech. We thank you again. Um, our next presenter is Sister Ashley. Um, she's going to be doing a reading and coming in her own way. Good evening. Uh, I'll be reading Ask and You Shall Receive. Ask God to quicken you as is written. Psalms 80, verse 18. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will call on your on your name. Psalms 119, verse 28 through 29. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Keep me from despiteful ways. Be gracious to me and teach me your law. All of God's promises, all of our victories can only come to pass as we rely on God to do it in us. That's having faith in God, or we could say, in God, have faith. God teaches this principle throughout the Bible. It is God who causes us to live. He is the giver of life. Just as you did nothing to cause yourself to be born, but it was God who caused the sperm and egg to form your body without your help. So to God brings to pass the regeneration to the born-again man. Amen. Well, we thank Sister Ashley for her reading and for her participation as well. Um, our next presenter is Sister Christian, and we're going to turn it over to her to come in her own way. Hi. Um, I'll be reading um, Quicken Us to Walk in the Spirit. You could say to walk in the spirit and not the flesh is when God is our motivator. We die to self and live unto God when we walk in the spirit. For example, in a vehicle, God would be the motor, including all the moving parts, and we are the dead frame that can't go anywhere without the motor. The motor gives life, so to speak, then moves the vehicle. Live. The vehicle, like God, moves us. God quickens us. He gives life to us. When we walk in the spirit, not in the flesh, is God who works in us to do his good pleasure. All other works we do are works of the flesh, good or bad. Again, all other works we do are the works of flesh, good or bad. It is a good thing to die to self and live unto God. As you read the word of God, notice who is the motivator. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. 
Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God, thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Cause me, deliver me, teach me, lead me, etc. It is God who does the work. It is written, he began a good work in you, and he will finish it. For God to quicken you is just the opposite of performance-based spirituality. Performance-based spirituality is believing you are spiritual based on your performance. Performance-based spirituality is works-based religion. It is legalistic and it is walking in the flesh. Seems like the harder you try to keep the law, the worse you fail. Amen. Amen. We thank you, Sister Christian, for your reading and for your participation as well. We thank God for all of our youth that elected to participate on today and for your presentations. We are grateful. At this time, we are going to turn it over to Minister Denise, um, who has some encouraging words for our youth. Okay. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, first of all, I would like to share uh, a couple of things that Ed Hopkins uh, mentioned on Wednesday in Bible study. And Ventura, I would like your full participation. And one of the things that she said, and it holds true at all times, is that we need to understand the beginning in order to realize where we are or how we arrive at the present and understand how to make it to the end. Turn the TV off. <coughs> and that goes on to say, uh, that's why you all have history lessons in school. And I would like to encourage the parents or any parents that are on here to make sure you know what your children are being taught in school, definitely when it comes down to the history. Because over the last few weeks, I've heard and read about uh, some parents that were complaining about um, what their children were being taught about history in, in school and what they were being taught was not the truth in relationship to our black ancestors during the slavery time and everything. And they just happened to look at the children's lessons and see that what they were being taught is not what they knew to be true. So even though, uh, and this was left from a third grade, third grade parents, even when they get in high school, we still need to know what they're being taught. Look at their lessons, uh, go behind them, check them, because they may say they're doing what they're supposed to do or they did what they should do or the lessons, but we still need to know what they are being taught. And uh, all teachers are not on the up and up, even though the school system may want them to teach certain, certain things. But I believe that teachers that are on the up and up and believe in God and the right will fight against teaching something to children that's not true and not accurate. The, uh, the other thing I wanted to share with them that she mentioned is uh, 
Let me pull it up. It's in Timothy, Second Timothy, third chapter. And I'm just going to read a few verses because it is so true. Even though we know the Bible was written years ago, this is so true and accurate in today's time. And this is the easy to read version. And I'm going to do the first four verses, which read, remember this. There are some terrible times coming in the last days. We already know that's already happening. People will love only themselves and money. They will be proud and boast about themselves. They will abuse themselves with insults. They will abuse others with insults. They will not obey their parents. Lord, that is so true. They will be ungrateful and against all that is pleasing to God. They will have no love for others and will refuse to forgive anyone. They will talk about others to hurt them and will have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. Then we go down to uh, starting at verse 10 where these instructions would say, but you know all about me. That's why the children need to be brought up and taught in the church. You know what I teach and the way I live. You know my goal in life. You know my faith, my patience, and my love. You know that I never stop trying. You know about my persecutions and my sufferings. You know all the things that happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecution I suffered in those places. But the Lord saved me from all of it. And that's it. Everyone who wants to live showing true devotion to God and Jesus Christ will be persecuted. And I just want to uh, let our children know that when you live live right or trying to live right for God, you will go through things. Even if you don't live right and trying to live for God, you will go through things. But God's children really do go through things, but you don't let that discourage you and don't let it turn you back or change your mind about what should be done and what is right. Don't let your friends change your mind about what you know is right and what should be done that is right. Also, uh, in reference to the school, I uh, still wish you all all success in the school, whether you're having to go into the actual school building or you're still doing virtual. But always remember that Learning is a way of life, not something that you do for the first few years of your life till you graduate from high school and you don't have to learn anything else. It's always something to learn throughout life. It's always something new to learn, even uh, as we get older, because there's something new coming about all the time, and there's stuff that we still have to learn about. And... um, this is a story that was shared with me with one of my coworkers uh, 20 some years ago. I ran across it uh, the other week about this little boy. He was ashamed of his mother and he hated his mother. And they, uh, some of the older, our older people that's online may have heard this before or may have read about it. But it goes on to say that his mother, uh, she worked in the cafeteria cooking, cooking the food for the students and the uh, administrators at the school. So she was never really seen most of the time because she was behind the scene doing the cooking and stuff. And 
You know, they had other people that were serving the food on the front side. And his mother only had one eye. And so one day she was able to be out, and she seen the son, and she loved the son so much, and she was so proud of him. She went to his table to speak to him and, and tell him how she, you know, she was proud to see him and everything. And so that made the made him so mad and, and, and embarrassed him so that he did not even say nothing. So he got up and he ran out of the cafeteria. Uh, and then he ran on home after school was out and everything. So the next day, uh, one of the friends came to him and told him they had seen uh, his mother at school and and they made, they made fun of, ooh, your mom just got one eye. She looked bad and all that kind of stuff, just picking at me, stuff like that. And that just made him even more matter. And when he went home that day, he told his mama, and this he was in elementary school, that he hated her and he hated, she came up to the school and told her that if, she was going to be an embarrassment to him. She might as well be dead. And the mama didn't say nothing. She just, you know, had tears in her eyes. She just walked away. And so I made up in his mind that he would be the best student that he could be, learn as much as he could, and so he could get away from his mother. And that's what he did. He he studied. He was able to study abroad. He never visited his mom anymore. He did get a lucrative career. He got married, had children and everything, but he still moved back to that same city. But he wasn't just right where his mother was. I mean, the same state. The mother found out. Somebody told him that he was back in the state. So she went to his house one day, and when he opened the door, he immediately started fussing at her. Why are you at my house? What are you doing here at my house? And his children we're just picking out and laughing at her because she had that one eye and everything. And uh she he heard her feeling so bad she didn't she didn't act like she knew him and that she said, Okay, I'm sorry, I, I, I must have uh knocked on the wrong door and she left. She never saw him no more. So later on he uh, attended a reunion, a class reunion. The class reunion was in the city that they uh that they grew up in. So he was curious. Well, when he went to the reunion, he didn't tell his wife where he was going because he didn't want her to go or know nothing about his background, where he came up and everything. So to say he was curious, and he called where he was raised up a shack. And they said he visited the shack just to see where she's still there. But she had died. And uh, one of the neighbors and his friends uh seen him and told him that she had up a letter to give him if he ever showed up that she wanted him to read. And in that letter, she told him how she loved him and, and how much, how proud she was of him throughout life and everything. She apologized for embarrassing, embarrassing him and, and uh, making him feel bad. She apologized for showing up at his house. She apologized for scaring his children because that's what he claimed she did, scared his children. And um, then she went on to tell him that when he was small, he was in a terrible accident, 
and he lost his eye. And she said because she knew that she did not want him to miss out on what life had to offer with him being able to see out of both eyes, she gave him one of her eyes. And that's where it is. I don't know what happened at that point and everything, but I had looked up to see if you actually can donate an eye to somebody uh, while you're living and stuff like that. And, and I've uh, seen where it says it's not recommended and everything, but I do know that if that happened and if it's true, and I know it's a, it's, you know, it's a lesson from this particular story that, that I was told. But what I came to realize that if that didn't happen, and if it can't happen, I know that if it can happen in, in the power of a mother, a mother would give up whatever she can or have to so her child can have the best of life, even if they have to do without and have less. So I just want to say to some children that because they get mad at the parents, not just the mother, father. They get mad at the aunts, the grandparents, and stuff like that. And a lot of times they get embarrassed by them. They don't want to be around them because they think they're looking old or they may be digging at other people or they may walk a little slow and stuff like that. But they don't know what those people have already been through before they got to the point where they are. And they don't know what that, that parent or those parents or people have had to go through or give up in life for their children or other people. And I like to encourage y'all, don't look down on the older people or your older, uh, even your older, older siblings, because you don't know what they have been through before they got to where they are. And I ain't trying to make nobody feel bad or nothing, because I know a lot of people that that's doing that these days, they act like they, the older people don't exist and uh, they look down on them because they can't move as fast or they may not can't respond as fast about different things when they're having conversations and stuff like that. And then I heard somebody say one time that, well, y'all didn't tell me all this and stuff like that, but some stuff you don't have to know. You don't have to know people's personal business to know your family business. And that's, that's, I mean, your family history. It's good to know your family history. But remember, you don't have to know people's personal, personal life history. So I'd like to encourage y'all to just stay encouraged because we're all blessed with older relatives and, and everything. And when we do have them, it's the best thing that we can have. And they can tell you about your family history if you have any. And the other particular story uh, was about this, this uh, girl who could pass as white. And it's a, a movie similar to this, but this particular uh, person, she she was embarrassed by her mama because her mama was dark-skinned. She could pass as white, and she had all, all the opportunities in life, and she took advantage of, of them as a white person because she had the opportunity to advance in that, in that matter. And she never acknowledged her mother as her mother when she was with her friends and stuff like that. But she didn't know what had happened to her mother for her to be where she was. But when she found out what actually happened, her mother had passed, and she found out that her mother had been raped by a white man. And we know a lot of that has happened during slavery time anyway. 
uh, that's why so many of us got white relatives. But she had been raped by this white man. She um, they tried to encourage her to get rid of the baby or either put the baby up for adoption, but she said no. Uh, she know she didn't want God to hold that against her, and she wanted to love her baby, raise her baby, just like any other mother would, and that's what she did. But the uh, woman felt real bad about that once she found out that out about her, but she shouldn't shouldn't have had to find out that way or to love her mom at the end because her mom had raised her. Her mom shouldn't have had to tell her that your mom was there with you and for you all that time anyway. And that that love right there should have been enough and sufficient. But I just want our children to stay encouraged and uh, be obedient and be disobedient whether it's your parents, your teachers, or either other people, anybody you see in life, and be respectful, not just of yourself, but of everybody that you meet in life. And um, I read somewhere, it says, meet everyone you see with a smile. Sometimes it says that smile make that day for somebody because you don't know what they have been through or going through. You get to see somebody smile at them and look at them. Now these days it's kind of hard to uh, do that because we have to wear the mask. But sometimes you can tell, even with somebody with a mask on, you can tell if they're smiling just by the uh, the way they face, the shape of their face may change when you look at them. But y'all have to try that. Put a mask on and look at somebody and they smile or you smile and they, they'll see your teeth your, uh, bones go up some kind of way and they can tell that you may be smiling and everything like that. But I want one thing, our youth, because we have uh, male youth, and I know uh, most of us that we're talking to our uh, youth are females, and there's a lot we can tell the females and it's a lot that I would like to even do with the females, but our male youth need a lot more uh, people to deal with them as far as teaching them how to be a man and, and act, act like a man when they get as they get older and stuff like that. But I also want them to know they don't ever want a woman to have to tell them that, that they are more than a man that they will ever be or more of a woman than they will ever get. So they do what they should do and and uh, learn right and do as they should to be a man. No one will ever have to tell them that. Take care of their family, do what they need to do. But uh, again, stay encouraged. You all are blessed. And we are God's children. Always remember that you are God's children. You're God's child. Uh, and that's it, Elder Hopkins. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Minister Denise, for always having such encouraging words for our youth and um, just ministering to their hearts. Um, she said some very um informative things and I hope that you all were listening. Um I've really appreciated her what she was saying about um not like uh 
making fun of, mocking, or judging our elderly folks. And it's really important that you guys understand that um, we have to care for our elders. Our, you know, they may, like she said, they may not move as fast as us and things like that. So, you know, we have to be patient with our elders, and we have to give back to our elders. So if you ever have an opportunity to volunteer with someone who is elderly, you know, um, grocery shop for them maybe, you know, go go to the store for them, run errands for them. Do those types of things for elders in your life or elders in your community because um, they will really appreciate it, even taking time to read them and things like that, things like that. And once the pandemic is over, you know, if you guys as youth want to take advantage of some opportunities to um, – I'm on – you guys can take advantage of some of the opportunities to go visit the nursing homes when it's safe again. You know, that's one of the things we do. Some of the people in the nursing homes, their family members leave them in there, and they don't even come and visit them. And so you can go to the nursing homes and read to them or play checkers with them or chess or board games. So, you know, think about um, those types of things and how you can serve out elder, elderly community once the pandemic is over and it's safe to do so. And even while the pandemic is going on, you know, a lot of y'all have grown up in the church. Y'all are getting your driver's licenses and things like that. Reach out to the elders in your family and see if you can run an errand of going to the store and picking up groceries for them or run an errand, you know, um, take them to a doctor's appointment and stuff like that. You know, you guys are getting your licenses and stuff like that. So it's definitely a time when you guys can um, be a lesson to someone in your in the elderly community. At this time, we're going to um, ask our pastors, Elder Dr. Jackie and Elder Dr. Boone, if either of them would like to offer remarks. Um, so ladies first, so we'll start with Dr. Jackie. If you have any remarks for our young people, um, your mic is live and you're free to do so now. Well, to God be the glory. Oh, this has been such an awesome um, youth conference. Uh, the participation has been incredible. Um, I do give honor to our pastor, uh, Elder Dr. Shelby D. Boone II, to you, Elder Hopkins, you, um, Minister Denise Glanton, you all are doing a fabulous job with the youth, and to all the, I think Elder Owens was on, and there may be, may be some other uh, adults on the line, um, and we just thank God for just an opportunity to come together, especially with our youth, uh, to continue to encourage them to um, do what they can for the Lord, keep uh, be, having a willing heart, uh, the word of God says, whosoever is willing, let him come. And God honors that. And you can always get something out of these sessions. And I'm just blessed to be a part. Uh, I thank God uh, just for this for this opportunity. Thank you all so much. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next one. Praise God. Thank you, Minister Denise, for that awesome teaching. I got quite a bit of, from that as well. Um, but thank you all. Thank you from the depths of my heart, and just know that I love you, love you dearly, love you with the love of Christ. Amen. Amen. Um, Dr. Boone, I'm sorry. Um, before we bring Dr. Boone up, I did, I'm sorry, I did not um, establish protocol at the front, at the beginning of the call. I was um, trying
trying to get Zion on because I knew he was at work and he had a few minutes. But we do want to um, just take a moment to certainly honor the Lord and what he is doing in our youth. We also want to give honor to our pastors, Elder Dr. Shelley Debon II and Elder Dr. Jackie. We definitely thank God for all the elders that support this ministry and that took part in today's session to help support our youth. All the ministers, um, Evangelist Wanda Sumlin, um, Sister Michelle Izubane, we thank you guys for joining in, signing in, and um, participating. Um, we just thank God for all those that are connected to Word of Life Ministry that continue to get behind and support our youth. Um, and so we, um, so I do apologize for um, for missing that in the beginning. Um, sometimes, like I said, you know, it's easy to get distracted, but the Lord will help us get back on track. Amen. Uh, which we heard Christian kind of talk about how God, God is, we can, you know, we're the vessel, but God is the one that's in control. So we definitely thank God for um, for this opportunity to continue to work with our youth. So at this time, we're going to receive remarks from um, Dr. Boone. Well, praise the Lord, everyone. I have so enjoyed this conference, and thank God for each and every one of you uh, for your participation. Uh, Brother Zion, Brother Cross, Brother Ventrell, uh, Sister Ashley, Sister Christian, you guys did a wonderful job. I thank God for the uh, impartation from Minister Denise. It's always a blessing, uh, Elder Hopkins, to have you host and to have you participate in these services. It is a blessing, and I just thank God for each and every one of you. I just want to make a note that our youth really help, help us so much. Uh, and today was just outstanding. And uh, I would just want to say to uh, Brother Ventrell, uh, that is one of my favorite uh, uh, excerpts from Dr. King's uh, speeches. Uh, I love it when he says, uh, I don't believe that the United States of America has given the black people a bad check. I just, that, I, I listen to that quite often, and I thank God for bringing it back into my hearing. I want to uh, say that our next youth conference will be February the 27th, of, uh, unless we have further notice, uh, Elder Hopkins, Minister Glanton, if you guys need to change the date or make some adjustments, uh, feel free to text me and let me know. But right now we have a tentative date for February the 27th uh, at 3 o'clock p.m. for our next youth conference. And then... Uh, and I thank God for uh, Dr. Jackie for your remarks, and uh, thank God for all of you for being on the line, all of our elders, ministers, all of our family, friends, and loved ones. We ask you to be safe. We ask that the Lord will continue to bless our youth and watch over our youth uh, because they're the, our next generation leaders, uh, presidents, vice presidents, uh, CEOs. They are the ones that's going to run this country, and we have a responsibility to allow the Lord to use us to lay a foundation. And may the Lord continue to bless each and every one of you. Again, thank you, and may God bless you. I'll turn it back over to uh, Elder Hopkins, and uh, thank you for uh, hosting on today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, so we appreciate, again, all of the participation. Um, we appreciate Brother Zion, Brother Cross, Brother Ventrell, 
Sister Ashley, Sister Christian, um, we are so grateful for the participation. Um, we do encourage those that are on the line, um, young people that did not participate this time, we would definitely love to have you participate on the next time on in the February 27th. Um, 2021 meeting at 3 p.m. So if you are interested in participating, please reach out to myself, reach out to Dr. Boone, or you can reach out to any um, one of the men in, in the ministry, um, Evangelist Wanda Sumlin, Elder Brown, Elder Chris, the one of the deacons, one of the ushers. It doesn't matter who you tell, they'll get it back to us. But if you want to be, if you want to participate, there's something you want to do. We don't care if it's read a poem, read a scripture, um, say a prayer. Um, however you want to come, we uh, welcome you to come in your own way, but we would love to have you participate. Um, so if, you, if that's your desire for the February event, please let us know, and we will definitely um, work with getting you onto um, the schedule. Um, so at this time, Elder, uh, Sister Christian is going to uh, pray us out. Heavenly Father, we thank you for um, another day, Lord God. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We ask that you will protect us, Lord God, as we um, part from one another, Lord God. We pray that everyone will have a wonderful transition into February, Lord God. Help us to be safe, Lord God. Help us to be smart, Lord God. Help us to make wise choices, Lord God. Help us to um, do our best in school, Lord God. Help us to work hard and not be lazy, Lord God. Help us to be strong Christians, Lord God. Help us to pray, Lord God. Help us to fight for what we believe in, Lord God. Help us to be strong, Lord God. And we thank you for everything that you've done for us, Lord God. And we pray that you will just um, keep us strong and protected and safe until we meet again, Lord God. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Elder Hopkins. Amen. Can you make a note that tomorrow is our youth youth Sunday, and I will be looking for participation from our youth. Amen. Amen. Hey, Evangelist. Hi, how are you guys doing? Hey, Sister Michelle. 